Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Solomon Kills. Okay. You know what? For this movie, I'll allow it, but Kills was the last movie. I know, that's what I was thinking, but he still does kill people in this, so... So joining me today is Solomon Cooper, and we are going to be discussing the conclusion of the Paul... I almost said Paul Greengrass. Paul Lieberstein. That's not who it is. It's not... I'm going to have to be super unprofessional and... um, it's okay. This is David Gordon Green. We have our we have our notes. I said Paul Greengrass. <laughs> David Gordon Green's um, Halloween new trilogy slash reboot, or as they called it in Scream, a requel. Yeah, the Scream requel. This is the end of the requel uh, trilogy. Trilogy, and um, yeah, the movie's Halloween ends. Sorry, burying the lead. So we're reviewing Halloween ends. And like a lot of requel trilogies, um, I'm just going to get this out of the way right up front. I feel like this one uh, poops the pot, as they say. Poo-poo's in the bed, not in the pot. If you poop in the pot, that's good. That's, that's what a movie should do. That it? should be a new compliment that we make up. When a movie does exactly what it's supposed to do really well, we should say that it S-words the pot. Because that's what you should do. But... When we don't, it can be poops to bed. Yeah, that's when they poop in the bed. Yeah. That's not where you go poop. Don't do that. That's a really funny and stupid phrase, but I (laughs) I like it. So, um, yes, I'm going to have to say that. And and I'm going to say it up front because I think that this is something we're not going to really dive into it during this podcast in because, you know, we don't want to get too deep and make people think too much. Okay. But I've noticed that that's actually a big problem with a lot of requel trilogies. Is I hope that Scream doesn't do the same thing, but a lot of them it's they start cool. off strong because they have a really good opening idea, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just fizzles out. I think of like Star Wars. You know, you start with the Force Awakens. Well, the Force Awakens was just a New Hope. Yeah, but so they still doesn't start- matter. It was strong. Got great reviews. People loved it. People went and saw it. People liked all the new characters. I'm a huge fan of of the Last Jedi, but a lot of people don't like it. So, you know, middle, beginning. It's kind of kind of like uh, Halloween Kills. A lot of people hated that movie. I really enjoyed it. So did you. We both gave apparently, it. Re- apparently I did. Yeah, what, what are you? I always, this, forget, what is I always forget that I liked it. What, that's so weird. It just We um, had a great time watching. We saw it at the theater. We had a fun time. I know. I know we did. Um, and then this movie goes full on Last Jedi. At nope. least to me. At least to me. Skywalker. Rise sorry, sorry. Skywalker. Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. It did. It did. Um, is Scream a trilogy? Is that what they're doing now? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like what they should have just done is just called a screen tin. No, no, I'm saying I feel like they should have just ended with those new those requels, the first requel. We don't need a trilogy of them all. Yeah, but they want more money. They don't need it. But they set up lore and stuff. But we don't need it. Well, I we don't like need a. There's no need for a requel at any point. 
I know, but sometimes they're good and helpful, but other times it's horrible and it gets worse and worse and worse. And the, I feel like all Scream, the times. last the last Scream movie was so good. I don't feel like I they, loved it. They don't need to do another Absolutely one. Absolutely loved it. I'm surprised that you remember that you liked it since you just said that you don't remember that yeah, you liked it. It was things. great. I love that movie. Yeah. Okay. So um, go back to the original let's, slasher let's, movie. Let's do. Let's set the table here for folks. Um, now you're, you're you're watching. Oh my god! People can't see you doing that necessarily. Most people are not watching this on video. In fact, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent people are not. I physically set the table with pantomiming. Yes, he was pantomiming setting the table. Anyway, so I, I don't want to do too much table setting. Let's oh. let's halfway set the table. Okay. Yeah, take some of those plates back. Tuck the t- put the paper towels back oh, in your picnic paper basket. Paper towels. Um. So. Be- because napkins. look, we're like this is like the 500th Halloween movie, and it's the third movie of a trilogy, so it doesn't feel like we need to set it up too much. Um, but for what it's worth, this movie. So if you remember, the first movie is basically Halloween, like the story of Halloween again. You know, Mike Myers yeah. comes back to town. He gets busted out of he gets busted out of an insane asylum, right? Yes. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. They take him out, and then, uh, and but Lori's been, but been defending and planning, and yeah, yeah. Lori's been, um, Lori Strode, of course, is Jamie Lee Curtis, always amazing. We love her. Um, in the first movie, Lori has become a, uh, basically a doomsday prepper, right? Except for her doomsday is Michael, and she has already met him before. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess we might as well kind of dive into this. So the, the, these movies, it seems like they're trying to explore the different ways that trauma and grief impact people, right? Mm-hmm. So the first movie is about seeing what it's done to Lori. She's ostracized from her kids. She's a crazy doomsday prepper, et cetera, et cetera. Second one. Second one is what the the trauma has done to the town, right? Um, how it's afflicted them, and the third one. And the third one is what I guess about how trauma can cause people to turn bad. I don't know. Like, it's kind of a weird. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I think there's a part of it where it's like it's trying to do a bunch of things at once. So it makes the whole message feel really squishy because there's a part of it where it's about how about trauma and bullying you know what i mean the guy so actually i said we we're gonna do some table setting and then we kind of digress we're just going crazy yeah we, we we've we got start we, from the beginning. we've gone bananas so in this movie um after a horrifying accident that happens with a male babysitter um he this is, this is pre-title screen by the way yeah he essentially gets is becomes a town pariah and whatever and then he essentially not essentially, he becomes like a proto Mike Myers, right? Like he starts killing people. He starts, uh, you know, getting back at people for, you know, bullying him or whatever mm-hmm. by murdering them. And he's sometimes assisted with by Mike Myers. Yeah. So, um, and there's a whole lot of crap we're going to have to get into with this. But that's, I just, I just want to set the plot up here. So when, when you're, we're talking about the theme of the movie, possibly being about how trauma impacts different people. It's a very weird pivot because I think what they wanted to do was that, but they also wanted to be like, well, 
what if Michael Myers is what he is because of something that, I don't know, like some kind of internal evil that can get passed to somebody else as if like a demon, you know what I mean? Or yeah. a cold. Because there's a scene in the movie where Mike drags him into like a cave and he's yeah. like holding him and, and he, he like looks, looks at his, his eyes. eyes. He can see everything. And he sees, yeah, and he sees everything and it felt like a transference of his evil was happening there. But that really undermines the theme as not good as it already was of trauma being something that can be created by other people that might cause you to go insane or be a murderer. <laughs> what do you think? What do I think of the th what the theme is or the undermining? Just the general. Just, just a general. Don't ask me to clarify my questions. That's not Wait, how a conversation said, works. What do you think? Like, what do you think? That was my assumption. Like, uh, that maybe what the movie was trying to say. But what know. do you think? It could have been. I, I was thinking, make it, maybe it's like about healing, and how you have to. How's it about healing? The very the whole movie long, Lori's trying to. She's like writing her book and whatever, and she's trying to heal from the pain. So it's like trying to maybe like... Yeah, but I'm not talking about Laurie. I'm talking about this guy who turns into a serial killer. Oh, you're talking about the theme of the movie and I'm talking about yeah. the theme of the movie. <laughs> but we're talking specifically about this guy. Like, what is the point of him? I don't know what, what the is the point. What is the thing? Is it is it that... Do you think the movie's trying to say that evil got transferred to him from Mike Myers in some supernatural way? Or do you think it's about like how the town turned him evil because the town is mean and I, cruel? I think, I think it might be like both, but it's like... For some people who are too dumb, you know, maybe it was like, oh, I was getting bullied up and I was going to start murdering. But then they needed the, they needed a, like an actual, just in case people didn't understand, it'd be like, oh, he's going to find Mike Myers and he's going to basically make him evil. Or they were just too stupid and they just don't know how to tell stories. I just think that they didn't know. Had to tell stories. No, I think that they were just. They just didn't I know think what they, it was. I think they were conflicted themselves. Like I don't think that they had. I don't think they had it uh, locked down. You know what I mean? You. <laughs> I don't think that the writers and the director had really locked down exactly what they were trying to say with that or with, with this. the movie. Yeah, with just with or with this scene with this character. Not this. Why are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you like locking it down and acting like you don't understand how to talk? You keep saying locking it down. I'm talking about this, with this one character. character. Don't say this one character. He unfortunately becomes the main character of the movie. So I'm trying to understand what the point of him was. It's obviously a part of their theme, but if their theme is supposed to be how trauma begets trauma and grief begets grief, then why is there a weird scene where it seems like literally Michael is transferring his psychic evilness to him. I don't know, man. I don't know. I said, I said, I said what I said. You said what you said. All right. I did. M wasn't much. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the idea about trauma, right? These movies are clearly about that. This movie is almost going. And honestly, we don't have time for me to get into what I think about Rob Zombie's Halloween, but this movie is almost going in that direction. Because why does Michael see something kindred in him? Corey's care. So we, this is a full spoiler podcast. We always say so. Just to be clear, Solomon, I've been blabbering enough. Why don't you just walk us through really quickly what the inciting incident of Corey, the babysitter story is? Basically, Corey's a babysitter, and 
this seems like a well-loved kid beloved throughout the neighborhood right oh yeah Corey. Um, yeah, yeah. i thought you're talking about the kid that he's baby he's played by rowan campbell who i've never heard of before i've never seen him but he's a good he's, actor he's really good yeah, he's honestly. a really good actor like don't let it, rowan if you're listening to this this is not us crapping on you you did what you could and you did you, you did good um but yeah he he's a very he's a very sweet kid um and basically, he's he's babysitting this little can't curse um, this crappy child. I like the kid. He calls him an a hole. Says he's a crappy babysitter, and he says curse words. And he's like ten. I liked him. I thought he was fun. I thought he was scrappy. He's, an, he's a piece of garbage, um, and I hated him. <laughs> really? Wa- watch, yes, watching it, it was like uh, I really liked. It. I th- I actually turned to Isaac when I was watching it. Isaac's my brother. Sorry, I turned to Isaac when I was watching it. and I was like. I actually really like this kid. It's fun. Like a, they're not just writing him like a little whatever kid. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's supposed to be an a hole. So Corey's watching this little kid. Yeah. Well, they're watching a movie, and then he's the kid's super rude to him, and he's like, "Go to sleep." But then this kid's like starts like scaring him, like playing pranks. He's playing hide and seek. Yeah, but do you not remember this movie? He wasn't a nice child. He was running around trying to scare this person. It's on Halloween night. It's not rude. That's fine to do. I'd love that if a 10-year-old that I was babysitting oh did that. Oh, my God. I, anyway, so the kid is, they're playing hide-and-go-seek. Yes, they're playing hide-and-go-seek. And they're not playing. He's not trying to play. Whatever. He goes and leaves and tells him to go to sleep, and then he starts playing hide-and-go-seek. And then he ends up locking Corey in, his, in a room. In an attic, yeah. And it's an attic. No, it's just the top it's not, floor. And it's yeah, in, it's, in it, but room. it looked. It felt like a storage attic-y. room. Yeah, yeah, it's a storage room. So he locks him in. Parents are getting home, and he finally breaks out. And he's picked up a knife on the way because he's because uh, the kids start screaming for help. Yeah. So he ends up breaking down the door. Oh, you're right. They're not playing hide and go seek. I know. <laughs> or are they? I don't remember. Anyway, he go ahead. Wants to play, he, he asked to play hide and go seek, and the kid says, No, I don't want to play hide and go seek. Um, so off screen, we see we're not off screen. We watch the parents, we're watching the parents walk in, and then we just see and hear like yelling, and then we just see the kid fall like four stories down this like these spiral stairs, and he's dead. He didn't fall down the stairs to be clear. Oh, you know, he just falls he falls off, off the balcony, yeah. Yeah, and um, Corey is sitting there, sitting there with a knife, and so everyone thinks he's a murderer, and that wasn't an accident, and whatever. Well, and Corey did kill him just on accident. Yeah, he kicked him off the balcony on that when he's kicking the we, door we down. Did, did, is that yeah. what happened? Yeah, you. We're just so, assuming. So that. To, to be clear, I watched this the appropriate way, but we weren't together this weekend, so Solomon had to watch it separately, and he chose to watch it on his cell phone. I'm a busy man. Do you not see me in my busy man tie? That's uh, oh, lyrics, de- lyric thief. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Corey's Corey's trying to kick the door open. The kid's locked it, and he's standing out in front taunting him, and he kicks it the last time. And that's that's on screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. It must have been really fast. Cause it I was really fast. I didn't see like any of that. I thought it was just like they walked in and we just see the kid fall. Either way, we, we okay. Now we have to take a break. So it took you so long to say well, the you prologue kept of the movie with me about how the kid was fun and scrappy, and they were playing hide and go seek. It was fun and scrappy. Anyway. We're going to take a quick break. Ah, my cans <laughs> fell off. <laughs> We're going to take, We're gonna a, take quick- a quick break. We'll, we'll be right back.
Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. This is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine, wine and vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> so check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> Bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about pros and foes and heroes. Gonna tell you about. Welcome back to the Kids Days in Our Podcast and our discussion of Halloween ends. Did you just say welcome back to the Kids Days in Our Podcast? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, so, anyway, we were. Basically recapping the introductory scene of this movie where a little kid is killed, a scrappy, can-do attitude little kid. Can-do um, to- attitude. Toast, toast of the town. The, the kid that everybody wants to be 
whenever they're a baby. It reminded me if if my little brother went down a dark path. That kid was cool. Anyway, the point is that the reason we were talking about this is because I think it's really important to understand where this movie goes astray. So because Corey accidentally killed somebody, the town is rude to him, right? He, he, he runs every like he, seriously, he's bullied. There's people making having rumors about him. The, he runs into the mom of the kid at bars and she's like, you know, yelling at him by he's a terrible person, et cetera, et cetera. So his life is generally miserable. And this really goes into some Rob Zombie Halloween territory that makes me incredibly annoyed. Why? There's no hillbillies in this. I know. But why does Michael choose Corey? I'll tell you right now. Okay. Basically, he feels that Corey... Oh my god, I didn't put my phone on silent. I'm oh, you're so unprofessional. Oh my god, I'm the professional one. All right, let's look, go. My phone's off silent, on silent. So much better than you. Um. So yes, because he murdered... And he knows that he's, it's like, it's like, it's like, what do you mean? Because he murdered accident, not kicking a door. And when you got locked in and accidentally knocking somebody over, is not murdering, whatever he's killed before. And, um, it's like, it's like, it's like, like the dark side in star Wars. What's a good example of someone? Yes. Anakin. It's like Anakin. He's, he's already felt He's felt the pain, he's felt the trauma, he's felt the loss, and he knows he's easily converted. And that he no, has the... This doesn't make any yeah, sense. he has the ability to do it. And he... because Michael, No, because he didn't no. do it on... Anakin killed on purpose. And also, Michael Myers is evil, right? He's pure evil. Sure. It's just Satan, basically. He, he... I feel like... I feel like the evil can feel evil. So it could sense evil within but him. But that's the that's the reason why awakened. this 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 movie to me doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense. The opening scene, the opening sense to me. I'm just telling you why it doesn't make sense to me. The opening scene is an accident. Yes. Not something that he did on purpose. If the opening scene would have been he got really mad at the kid and started shaking him and then he accidentally dropped him, then maybe going there. But, but he this was, was a com- really mad at it the was kid a com- and he said I'm going to kill you. This was a complete accident. In no way was he even trying to hurt the kid. He had no idea. So that then why even set the the scene up that way if 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 the idea is that he can sense evil in him? That just seems dumb. Some there's somebody in that town who's actually killed somebody on purpose. There's somebody in that town that beats their wife up every night. There's somebody in that town who injects heroin between their toes and then slaps around their kid. There's not why would he be the target, I'm just saying, of pure evil? Someone who accidentally had something. Except for if Michael sees something in him, and that's what I didn't like about it. It felt like in a weird way, by adding this new serial killer and having Michael kind of take him on as his protege, they were implying that there was something kindred about them, which is essentially a cheaty, cheapy way of giving Michael some kind of backstory. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Was Michael bullied then when he was a kid? Did Michael get, you know, treated like he was a killer when he really wasn't until he was forced into becoming a killer? It, 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 I don't even think the movie was trying to say that, but I do think it was, it's in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have a, we have a movie that's ending a trilogy of Halloween movies and it's ending the story of the original 
you know, star, Laurie Strode. Yes. And what they choose to do in the last movie called Halloween Ends is introduce us to a new serial killer and a new cast member from this requel trilogy. That feels like a, sorry. A new cast member. Yeah, the other movies all had the sheriff and the daughter and the sister and the brother-in-law. Yeah, and the granddaughter. And obviously they got whittled down Mm -hmm. each one. I guess Halloween Kills also did introduce a couple of new main characters. But at least they were the kids from the original Halloween movie. Yeah. This is just a brand new character. Oh, a brand new character and brand new serial killer. They're one and the same. Yes. Okay, I didn't realize what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. They introduce a brand new character, and he's also a brand new serial killer. So we are mostly seeing not Michael Myers murdering people. How did you, how did, that didn't make you feel a certain kind of way? <laughs> Sorry, it didn't make you feel a certain kind of way. Um, I mean... Not really. You like that? You thought that was cool? I mean, I didn't I didn't love that he was... No a, bad choices here. You can say whatever you want. I didn't love that he was a serial killer, and I feel like his, his serial killer stuff could have been a bit more interesting or cool. But I liked him. I liked Corey as a character. He seemed pretty cool. Just seems like such a stupid idea. Like, like you I don't understand go, what you mean. You don't like, go to... Sc- what, you will watch Scream, and there's no ghost face in the movie. It's just some other guy wearing a clown mask killing people. No, ghost face was still in the movie. Would still be in the movie. Okay, he sometimes steps in to help whenever clown mask boy messes up. <laughs> yeah. I just think that was just a bad decision. And they should have introduced him earlier in this new trilogy... Uh, we talked about this earlier, but the movie felt, at least to me, felt too slow. There was too much time and space between the kills and the story being interesting. But it also felt really rushed because you're having to set up a whole entire new serial killer. It did feel really rushed. Give a new serial killer an entire backstory, which, again, is very sympathetic, which, again, undermines Michael Myers fully. Um... And it just muddies the waters what the freaking movie is supposed to be about. I just can't get over that. Is the movie supposed to be about how Michael Myers is evil incarnate and he transfers it to people? Or is the movie about how trauma and bullying causes people to turn into serial killers? Both of those things are trying to happen in the same movie. And it doesn't work. It, it doesn't happen. It cannot work. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's garbage, quite frankly. It's what the, they, Rob Zombie did that in his movie where he tried to explain that essentially that Mike Myers was caused because of his, you know, abusive, his, gross family, his abusive hillbilly redneck family. You're obsessed with this movie. What? I feel like you loved Rob Zombie. I just watched, I, I went and rewatched it last night because I wanted to see if it was better than this because I figured nothing could be necessarily worse. You were wrong. Yeah. And, th- and there was some good, there was some good, I, like, the thing is, Halloween is not a Jason movie. It's not a Friday the 13th movie. It's not campy. So it's not, it's annoying to me that we're just talking about the kills. But at this point, this movie has turned into a full-on slasher series, so whatever. But, like, even the kills, like, there's a couple of good ones, like one or two. Yeah, I'll, we can go but, graphic detail into them if you'd like. No, we don't need to. Graphic, but graphic the, detail. The other, rest of them were really boring. And most of them happened kind of, like, off screen. There weren't very many. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very few. And when there were, there weren't great. And sometimes yeah. there were. I like how you're just repeating the same thing I that know, I'm saying, in a, in, but like in weird that? words. No, 
I said there weren't very many kills. And you're like, yeah, and what there were, there were very few. And there they didn't happen very often. <laughs> well, I was just saying, like there's like you said, there's a a couple great kills. But I didn't hear you say there wasn't very many. I thought you just said No, there wasn't very many. There wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't very many. There's very few. There's very few. There weren't they didn't happen too often. Quite little there <laughs> were. Um but yeah, I'm not gonna lie, this is gonna be a pretty short uh uh episode because there's not a whole lot to say. Yeah, I mean, I could rant about the movie we for could an be hour and a half for a while, but um, but it was just it was just disappointing. And you know, as a, as somebody who defended Halloween Kills, I was really hoping coming back strong. Uh, I let's 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 try and end on a, a bit of a positive note. I will say that the final confrontation between Michael and Laurie was really good. I mean, I was kind of annoyed that it's neutered a bit because that other idiot's there. You know what I mean? He's not even supposed to freaking be there. He's not supposed to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're so upset about Corey. It's just so dumb. It's, I mean, it's like I said, if they could have pulled it off, awesome. But they couldn't. They didn't pull it off. I also don't understand he was alive. Like at the very end when he stabbed himself and whatever. But he was like alive and grabbed Michael's hand. I don't understand that. He was alive? Yeah, he like got back up and he was like started grabbing his hand and making sure he didn't grab the knife and then he like snaps his neck. Michael did? Yes. I don't remember that. Well, I don't understand why it was there. I don't understand was he like trying to protect Lori or he went he felt good or something like maybe some kind of he, maybe it was arc? maybe it was his person. He was his job to kill Lori, not the other guys. Maybe. Yeah, I think that was probably it. Okay. Not a Who knows arc. though? Who knows? But yeah, the 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 final confrontation between Michael and Lori was good um and it was violent yes and and it was awesome and i really liked how they tried to make it as final as possible this really is halloween ends by <laughs> grinding him up in a we needed to we don't want to see him get back up again yeah also weird though in this movie was that it was i i feel like they hadn't decided what they wanted to do i feel like maybe they had thought Oh, we're gonna do an unmasking movie where it turns out that Michael's a completely different person, just somebody in the town, mm. and it's about how oh, it's the evil in the town that gets transferred. That'd be cool. And then they were like, "Oh no, we're not gonna do that." And they're like, "Oh, what if we build a whole new serial killer?" And like, "Ah, oh, but people want to see Michael Myers, and it has to be the individual." You know what I mean? I feel like there's a whole bunch of things and they try to do all of them. Yeah, and none of them were done very well. Yeah, because like it was really weird to see. They basically they basically point out that Michael is an old man, and he gets beat up pretty frequently in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you remember that? They like they point out, oh, he has to be like eighty years old or whatever. Yeah, and he does feel old. He gets beat up, but then they also imply that he's almost like a supernatural being. They always imply that, though. Yeah, but. It doesn't I don't it's know. It's called the shape, which I did really like. I really liked the very and when she's writing, she's like evil only takes another shape, and also in the credits they always refer to him as as the shape. Yeah. So I thought that was fun. That was a little fun thing that they did. Just yeah, and you know, great performances. Um, yeah, they're all great actors, just not great writing. Yeah, I I just it, it's all it's worse. Do you think this is better or worse than Halloween Kills? Way worse. I, I I liked Halloween Kills. We gave it a good review. It was a fun movie. I'm sorry. I just I'm 
Why do you think that? Is it because you've been talking to Mike again and, think, and I, Mike I, convinced I, you? I think I was talking to that stupid listener from that last <laughs> episode we did about it. Um, they don't call our listeners stupid. It's too. We reserved. said he was stupid and idiotic, and he called him like a, a horse's butt or something. I don't know what he called him. I don't remember that. I only I only speak nicely. We never even listeners. referred to his name. Um, I don't think. But but I was gonna I was gonna go back to the analogy of the Star Wars analogy because that's a requel trilogy that this crap the bed. I don't feel like it's is it a requel? Star Wars? The new one? Yeah, I guess it's a full on sequel, would you say? Would the would the would the prequels be a requel? A pre a pre requel? No. You're right. It's not a requel, it's just a sequel. Okay. So a sequel trilogy, but it similar it does all the similar things, you know yeah. what I mean? do the same thing again with a new cast, but bring so, in a couple of the old people. Characters. Um it in a way I guess what J.J. Abrams did there was kind of re trying to just undo everything from The Last Jedi and then tried to make it as what he could imagine. And J.J. Abrams ends up being a very unimaginative person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. he, he's really good at making up mysteries and whatever, but when it comes to like the cool thing that it could be at the end, it's always the most basic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, but in the, in a way, this this feels worse because this feels like they didn't they said they were going to make three movies they said they had it all planned out they knew exactly what they're going to do this didn't this movie does not feel like it was planned out this movie does not feel like it was planned out for the last like five years it felt like they were like in a rush to get this movie out but they weren't like they were just like writing as fast as they could and they're just like thinking of things on the spot yeah that's what i'm saying but it didn't feel like they even had an idea i honestly could not tell you what the idea behind this movie was supposed to be it's the third one just some vague <laughs> vague idea about i think evil beginning idea, evil I feel like the idea was the last scene not the last scene but like when they throw him in the grinder then why they introduce another killer i don't know so dumb it should have been just michael it should have been just michael but i would say i'll say this we're about to have to get, go and this is going to be this is the end we're not going to discuss this movie anymore um i will say that i just thought of this but as far as what the movie was going to be if they were going to introduce a new serial killer in michael myers last movie which is stupid 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 dumb 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 but if you're going to do it i think the movie could have been would have worked a hundred times better with one change I just, I just, I honestly just now solved the movie. You want to hear, you want to hear this, me solving it? <laughs> sure. At the beginning, if the babysitter, when the kid was like not going to bed or whatever, would have said something like, I said, go to bed, you little piece of S word. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden eyes go a little bit cold and he hurls him off the balcony. Right when the parents come home, they don't see it happen. They see him fall down. Then the whole time he's playing like accident. he's getting bullied and it was an accident. But we know that he murdered him. Whole movie's fixed. Not not everything, but for the most part, we understand why Michael picks him. We understand why he's in the movie. We understand how they're setting up that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Evil stuff can happen. But because they were trying to do the trauma thing, I think it just flat out didn't work. What do you think? What do you think that fixed yeah, the movie I think it's a pretty good fix. Pretty good fix, I guess guess i mean yeah i feel like that's the best way to do it and thematically I, I thought he was just gonna walk in after he did it like after he yells at him and just get that knife from the from the bread and just stab him what 
He gets zucchini. Why bread. would he do that? Because I just thought he was crazy. Who? I thought he was going to be evil. The babysitter? Yeah. But he, it was an accident. Why do you keep not remembering that it was an accident? I do remember it was an accident. So what? why would I he just, have done that? I just I thought before all that happened. Well, you're, whatever. Then that's the same idea that I had, right? The point is that he's a killer. Yeah. But the movie did not make that clear. No. That, no. Specifically no. made it... It made sure that we knew that he wasn't that. a killer. He did yep. not ever kill anybody until he was basically forced into it. Yep. Anyway, we're over time. Those were our thoughts. That's what we thought of Halloween ends. I'm going to say I will give this movie four severed tongues. Out of five? Four out of four? Four out of a hundred. Out of a hundred? <laughs> My God. No, four out of ten, probably. I was gonna give it a five, but the more I talked about it, the less, less I wanted to give it a five. I think I'm gonna give it a six. I think I'm gonna stop I think I should stop doing ten out of tens. Because the more I think about it, the more I just feel like to me a six is a is a one. Or a five's a one. And a six is a is a is a two. No, that's not how it works. That's how it is in my brain. A six is above average. Yeah, so I'm just going to say... So if a so movie's okay, then it's a five. I'm just going to say it's a two. A out two? Out of five. Two out of five. You were going to give it a seven before we walked in here out of ten. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Three out of five? Two and a half out of five. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it again. Maybe maybe part of it's like disappointment, but... I wouldn't um, watch it again. I'd be too sad. Um. Anyway, all right, we're out of time. That's our show. Uh. Hopefully we can keep the... Uh, Halloween vibes going and do a series of horror movies for the rest of the month. That's my goal. I think we can stick to it. If only we could have do those horror shorts again. Anyway, after let's go watch Smile. That at least looks like it's going to be scary. That looks like a good movie. All let's, right. Y'all leave. Get Til, out of here. Until next time. Scram. See you later. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.